It is Thursday, September 7th. Today, Google has new rules for ads that use generative AI. Some new podcast brand safety tools are released. And the new YouTube thumbnail advice is here. TLDR, shut your mouth. I'm Todd Maffin. That's ahead today in digital marketing. I don't think it matters which side of the political fence you're on to not be terrified about the looming combination of generative AI video and national elections. Our first big test will happen in America, where it's already gotten dicey. Florida's governor is running for the Republican presidential nomination. An ad for his campaign showed photos of Donald Trump hugging and kissing the forehead of public health director Anthony Fauci, a much maligned figure on the right. Except that never happened. The images were generated by AI, and that was not disclosed. It's happened with videos, too, and Google today said it would not ban the use of fake videos for political campaigns. Instead, it would require campaigns to disclose if they're using sound or images that have been altered or created synthetically. And you can't really hide it, either. The updated policy says the disclosure must be clear and conspicuous and be located somewhere that users are likely to notice it. But honestly, how much will that matter? As marketers, we know the power of imagery. A strong image or video is what usually gets the click, not the body copy. And with media literacy on the low side in much of the world, how many people will even understand the distinction between real and generative, even if it is disclosed? Indeed, there does not seem to be much in the way of bans or disclosure requirements for non-political marketers. Google also clarified that AI use that does not impact the message of the content, things like resizing or recoloring or cropping, should be fine. Meta's competitor Threads has started to roll out the ability to search through posts. Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg announced this on the site, of course, saying it will go to most English and Spanish-speaking countries, starting with the U.S. and the U.K. today. This appears to be only for the mobile app for the time being, and not the web app. It's also a little hidden. When you search, you'll still get a list of users, but there'll be a new and small search for option at the top that will show you matching posts. Many people have said that text search is one of the most important pieces to competing with X. YouTube will soon show people watching on TVs ads that are longer, but there will be fewer of them. The company says people who watch on large screens expect a more traditional television ad experience, longer and less skippable than the traditional YouTube ad placement. It was just earlier this year that YouTube brought 30-second unskippable ads to TVs. They'll also be testing a countdown timer showing how many seconds of an ad break is left. Right now, you might recall YouTube shows the number of ads left, like ad one of two. But that doesn't tell the consumer how long they'll actually be waiting. This is just in testing for now, but I expect they'll roll that out widely. TV is an important viewing service for YouTube. The company says it reached 150 million people across connected TVs in the U.S. in April. And people are watching more than 700 million hours of YouTube content on TV screens each day. This past spring, they added MultiView for sports games and a couple of months ago extended that feature to non-sports content as part of their YouTube TV package, which is not available outside the U.S. Pinterest today announced it's making its search feature more inclusive of different body shapes. Quoting the company, 
Pinterest's inclusive product team partnered with experts to develop a body type technology that uses shape, sizes, and form to identify body types in images. With this enhanced understanding of visual content through computer vision technology, Pinterest has shaped its algorithms to increase representation of both body type and skin tone across search results and related pins. For example, if a user searches for date night outfit inspiration, they will see results inclusive of various body types and skin tone ranges, unquote. Pinterest previously released technology that makes skin tones and hairstyles more representative of the population. Google's Chrome browser continues the march toward killing off third-party cookies by next year. Today, the company said its Relevance and Measurements API for Privacy Sandbox are now universally available in Chrome. The Sandbox is Google's attempt at a privacy-conscious alternative to cross-site tracking cookies. This means no need for browser flags or trial participation. Now, 3% of Chrome users will still be held in a group unaffected by this, letting Google run A-B tests. It plans to roll this out to all users in the forthcoming months. Chrome also introduced new ad privacy settings, letting users control and customize privacy sandbox features like ad topic targeting. Despite these changes, most users won't see much of a difference as the update primarily concerns developers. Now that these APIs are available, developers and ad providers can prepare for the upcoming end of third-party cookies in their offerings. Next up in the plan, in Q1 of next year, Google will shut off third-party cookie support entirely for 1% of Chrome users to start. SiriusXM has released a new verification tool for podcast advertisers to ensure brand safety. It's pixel-based, developed with Barometer as the measurement partner, and Arts AI on the pixel side. In one example cited by the company, an auto retailer initially turned off all news programming, but this tool was able to find a suitable Formula One racing news show that otherwise would have been excluded by the broad category. Reporting will also be available live during a campaign, so marketers can tweak things in real time, and post-campaign analysis will include brand suitability info. It won't work for every platform, though. The new tool offers third-party metrics validation only through SXM Media and its AdsWiz division. The SiriusXM Podcast Networks includes Stitcher Studios, Team Coco, NBC Universal, and the Oprah Winfrey Network. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Digiday has some reporting today on the state of social media monetization for large content websites. And Snapchat doesn't come out looking great. Quoting their piece. In August, Snap removed the carousel of stories that specifically highlights accounts that users follow from their Discover page and merged those stories with the main feed on the Discover page, which includes popular content from all public accounts surfaced via its algorithm. According to a Snap spokesperson, the move was made in an attempt to simplify the user's consumption of content on the Discover page. Publishers, though, feel this change impacted their ability to reach followers on the platform. 
One of the publisher execs said, quote, this time last year, one million or two million people would read the same story. Today, maybe 60,000 people read that story. And when our revenue is based on the ad impressions in that story, you can do the math of how far it's unfortunately sunk, unquote. In fact, that executive said revenue fell for their site about 75% year over year on Snapchat. Snapchat said the change led to an increase in both viewers and time spent on the platform, but they used data from Q2 to prove their point, and this carousel change happened after Q2. Also, Q2 saw their ad revenue decline by 4% year over year. Last Q1 was also in decline. The LGBTQ publication Pink News said revenue earned from its revenue share deal with Snapchat isn't small. It's not been as good as previous quarters. Last year, 80% of Pink News revenue came from social media ads, most of which came from Snapchat. Today, that Snapchat part of the pie is less than 50%. And that will bring us to the lightning round. Instacart has released a new app for Shopify merchants. This lets Shopify's CPG stores access Instacart ads and sales data. U.S. influencer marketing spend is set to outpace social ad spend in 2023. Growth is especially notable on TikTok, but it's surpassing other major platforms too. T2, a Twitter alternative, has launched its For You feed. Unlike some platforms, it's not the default. The new feed prioritizes content from followed users and relevant topics. Connected TV viewing hours increased by 21% in May of this year. Now, 73% of U.S. households stream content. And Patreon is rolling out a chat feature that lets creators connect with fans in group messages. Links to the full details of these lightning round stories are in today's free newsletter, which you can sign up to by going to todayindigital.com slash newsletter or tapping the link in the show notes. And finally, creators and marketers who use YouTube a lot always look to one creator in particular for guidance on the real best practices, Mr. Beast. I probably don't have to explain to you who that is now, YouTube's biggest individual star. And he makes so much money, he has a full team dedicated to thumbnail testing. When you saw everyone using closed-up, shocked facial expressions with an open mouth on their thumbnails, blame Mr. Beast. When people started putting thick white outlines around any person in the frame, that's because Mr. Beast did. But now, we have some new guidance. A policy change, if you will, on that shocked facial expression. Mr. Beast's team have tested and tested and yesterday reported that combining that shocked expression with a closed mouth results in more click-throughs and thus more video views. To be clear, you can still show teeth. In fact, you probably want to show teeth based on the thumbnails on his channel right now. You just don't actually want to open your mouth fully. Today's newsletter has a couple of screenshots from his YouTube analytics showing specifically what this looks like. In fact, look back at some of his more recent videos and you'll see many of them have switched over to this new look. YouTube released the thumbnail A-B test tool this past June to a couple hundred creators, said it would launch more widely next year. In the meantime, expect to see that overly enthusiastic dental first look coming to a thumbnail near you. Turn me up. Okay, so if you don't care about video games, I won't be offended if you stop listening. I'm going to be talking about Starfield for a while. It is a great game. It is one of those games, though. I mean, typical of Bethesda, Skyrim, Fallout, and for that matter, all the other kind of large-scale, open-world, uh, quest-driven games is, you know, I'm just trying to get to do something. I just, I just have to, like, whatever it is, you know, I have to 
bring a box to a guy and he's across the city and but there's this kid that wants me to put up posters and then there's this woman who wants a job and i have to bring coffee to this other person and every person i walk by i mean to the game's credit right i mean you know they've been working on this for 10 years but i'm just trying to do my one basic quest and there's so much stuff in the way and i want to do all this stuff too right and every youtube video i watch that are like here's how to play the game is like don't do the side quest just focus on the main issue but i can't I, I, this happens to me with every one of these games and it's it's happening again but good problem to have our newsletter again it's free today in digital.com slash newsletter or you can tap the link in the show notes to sign up see you tomorrow big dreams big things great lights long nights forget work we calling out we about to go all out for the order Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.